0: Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick.
1: Good morning, Kate.
0: Good morning. Uh, So today, I think this episode was inspired by, I'm going to say, the energy of the clients that were coming (laughs) this week, and that a lot of people um, were expressing being scared, being overwhelmed and not knowing if they should put their plans on hold based on some of the things that we've talked about or some of the things that I've posted about on my social media. And, you know, we never want to post anything or say anything that puts people in, you know, we're not trying to fear monger by our posts or um, our podcast. So we thought, let's talk about the current events, how we've already seen these things play out. And then leave everyone with some ideas on how to stay more calm and centered during this time.
1: I think we all could use some of that.
0: Absolutely. So uh, we are recording on Sunday, the 13th. This is, you're hearing this on the 14th. And just today, Mars um, is conjuncting Zelensky's sun. So I think we spoke about this on the last podcast, Mars in Aquarius. And so here we are today and tomorrow, if you're listening to it yesterday and today.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah.
0: Um, You know, and we talk about Mars being the activator. So just because of his situation, right? We all experience Mars conjunct our sun about every year. About every two years. Two years. So if you, you can take your age, divide it in half, that's how many times you've experienced sun And Mars conjunction in your charts. And um, just given his situation, right, we would just send some thoughts out his way for him to be careful. Of course, he could be making some large announcement here um, in the next 48 hours as well. But there should be some some drive that's happening with that Mars activating that point.
1: Well, he has a very complicated story right now. Right. A typical client Mars being on their sun, I would put them, I would always say, okay, be conscious, be aware of what's going on around you. Mars on the sun could certainly uh, be associated with uh, accidents, uh, you know, things where you're clashing with someone, people getting mad at you, people, you know, throwing something at you. Yeah, I mean. But again, for most of our clients, you know, they go through their day, and they may say, "Oh, they witnessed something. They saw this big argument, or they were really out of sorts, so to speak. They had big reactions to everything that happened to them that day. A lot of drama." But oh my gosh, Zelensky—he's in a war, right? You know, with a major country, and so yeah, my concern, our concern for him is significant. His son um, uh, is in the eighth house. Eighth House is a warring house, so to speak. It would be a natural area we might look for. Of how, um, What are you up against would suggest something big, something major. And, uh, you know, we know also, uh, you know, that Zelensky is, he's there within the country. Right. And so it would be, he's vulnerable. Put it this way, he's vulnerable. That right. And I it. think naturally his
0: son squares Saturn. So as Mars comes and conjuncts his sun, it is also then by default squaring Saturn, which, you know, Saturn and Mars square also can be a little bit more
1: volatile or a little bit more challenging. Very challenge, particularly just physically, you know, just even getting everything that he needs for his body or for, you know, whatever he needs to do. Very challenging. Well, Kate, I am totally with you on that. I I agree. We need to send some good thoughts, some strength to Zelensky, Mars on his son, that he can use his Mars energy in the most successful way for himself and for his country. Absolutely.
0: Um, if we change subjects and maybe focus, turn it back to the U.S., um, we were talking in back in November about the next series of new moons was all going to be activating 12 degrees. And I know in many of the charts that I worked with, if I saw a planet sitting at 12 degrees, you might have also gone through this exercise personally during a consult. Um, but we were saying that any chart with a dominance of that 12 degrees was apt to experience some sort of major before and after between November, 2021 and March of 2022. So kind of like a makeover. And I know I walked a few clients through this energy and there's, they say that my life feels totally different. I'm in a totally different new financial bracket. I'm in a totally new management position. And when we look at the chart of the U S uh, we have twelve degrees on our ascendant, you know so- it's
1: actually one of the the most sensitive points in the chart, the ascendant, yeah, you know like a little bump anything happens you 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 feel it, so even though it's it's you might someone might dismiss well it's not my sun, it's not my moon, well, right. no, but the ascendant is even more sensitive, so that was a big it has been a big um transition i to look back and say where we've been in November and where we're at now. A lot has changed. Absolutely. So we can go back to November and obviously
0: lots of talk about the masks, about COVID. Mm-hmm. Here we are now. Our entire narrative has changed. Um, you know, now we're more ta- we're talking about Russia invading Ukraine. We're talking about nuclear and cyber security threats. We're talking about inflation. So the shift has changed and we could talk about hidden enemies the virus now we're talking about open virus right things you cannot see
1: yeah yeah i mean isn't that interesting you know things that we can't see oh is it safe to go out am i breathing in some you know virus here and then now it's into oh we're looking at the idea of missiles or tanks or you know uh what could come out, come from somewhere else and, 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 affect us? So it's major, but I, what I like about it, and of course, you know, this is always finding the Pollyanna in the story, right. Yeah. But, you know, the infighting has, I think it's lessened to a little bit. It's certainly not grabbing the headlines as much. And the focus now is on, on our common enemies. And just as an example of that, the house finally passed, you know, that whole thing about supporting the, the, the government, You know, we were talking about the kick the can the last fall where it all started. Well, they just passed a one point five trillion dollar bill here uh, late last week. And that's going to fund ourselves and it's going to provide a lot of aid for Ukraine. So that's just one obvious example that who would have thought, you know, November, like how were these two? How is the house ever going to get together and, and, you know, fund this country? Well, it happened. And without much contention. Always yeah. oh, some, I'm sure, but you know, right, <laughs> right, it, it went through. So, again, anyone who has a 12 degrees in their chart, you know, you really can set back a second and assess how much your life has changed since November. And it's kind of, um, I don't want to say it's for the worse, it's not necessarily for the better, it's just different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I can think of, I know December 4th, if anyone's listening that has that birthday that does give you a 12 degree sun. Um, cause I'm just one of the client stories I'm thinking about. Um, obviously there's other, you know, 12 degrees that are also in the chart, but that is when oh, yeah. you have a December 4th yes. birthday, yeah. uh, that would have been affecting your son. Um, the other thing that we mm-hmm. want to talk about mm-hmm. is the last year of Capricorn. We've done a um, episode on this Pluto and that last degree of Capricorn. We haven't talked about it for the U S chart. So the idea that, okay, what started in 2008. Here it is coming to an end. Here's the bookend. So if we go back and look um, at the U.S. chart, Pluto is wrapping up uh, in the solar seventh house, which rules partnerships. And of course, that word open enemies that you just heard.
1: And does everyone understand open enemies? I mean, the 12th house is oftentimes associated with things that are secret enemies, uh, things that, but that's why addictions sometimes get thrown into the 12th house because you generally don't broadcast everyone. Oh, I have an addiction. people pass me a beer, you know, no, it's, we don't, we know, I don't have a problem. We deny it. Right. Right. Uh, Right. But the seventh house is clearly where you're facing off with someone. So it's really easily if you're, if you're a basketball player and you're playing on someone else's, you know, court, so to speak, you're the visitor, they're the home team, you know, and there's there's a lot of tension there, open enemy. So it doesn't mean they're out to kill you. Right. Right. It just means I'm, oh, that's my challenge. I've got to get along. My partner, who you're married to, you got to get along with them. <laughs> they can right. potentially be an open enemy. Interesting yeah. that we think of marriage as at seventh house as well, but they can be an open enemy. I got to, I got to live with this. True. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to give a little clarification for most people don't think of open enemies versus closeted enemies. True. Yeah.
0: So if we look back to August 8th, 2008, um, when, yeah. you know, Pluto was entering Capricorn we saw that uh, Russia invaded Georgia Um, at that time the U.S. government condemned the Russian invasion of Georgia and the conflict was over within just a matter of days so but with a Russian victory um, and very little to no pushback from the west and here
1: we are again is that incredible I was blown away when I thought well what was the U.S. doing in 2008 you know Here we had the same small, obviously Georgia is a much smaller country than Ukraine is. But here comes the same problem again. So Russia, of course, is going to challenge again. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's been amazing. I've worked very diligently. I'm sure you have as well here with this concept, with getting people to recognize the link in their own personal life between 2008 and what's going on here. The bookend events so uh, you could see a reward coming for having done something you know been proactive and handling and learning and getting better at something or if you haven't then you're probably going to have the same a bigger issue on your hands the same type that you had in 2008 so right. look back look back it's it's a good thing to do
0: and then the last big one that we have to talk about is the pluto return so we had um our first hit of that on february 22nd course 2022 and um that was pluto returning to the exact spot that pluto was when we were founded and it occurred in our second house of finances and values what we hold to be all american if you will and Mm -hmm. obviously we are seeing very tangible results um, as we're seeing very i'm gonna say u.s brands Total all American
1: products um, being pulled out of Russia. Pluto return, rising, massive growth happening, but it always affects everyone within the organization, right? Yeah. All this yeah. insecurity about what's happening next, who's going to be in charge, who's who's losing their job, and so here we have. That's a great story of seeing these U.S. companies exit. Yeah. You know, we were having a conversation before we went on tape. It's how, how do companies do that? They just get up and all the employees walk out and, you, yeah, I don't know, they take the computer, they take the hard drives or, you know, what do they do? How does it, what does that look like? Right. Because, you know, it's not just a one office, you know, a small office that Coca-Cola has there. They must have a major office, I'm thinking, or McDonald's or Disney or Apple or any of these yeah. General Motors fascinating who would ever think that you would see that exodus of that many major that that's the that's the what we have valued whether we were proud of these companies or not Mm -hmm. you know they are all american companies and all of a sudden they're gone they're pulled out of this country now would you guess kate that will they come back under being this happening under a pluto return yeah probably I think not six months everyone's going to be back in there like it's everything's normal no not a pluto return pluto no ret-
0: because Pluto's about power yeah yeah and i yeah i think that they're going to stick to what they
1: what they did yeah and, and, and it may and of course the story may flip they may not be welcomed back that's right. True. If you wanted to go back, they might, oh, you can't come back now. You left us now, so you can't come back in. So it, again, we don't know the story, but it's highly unlikely these com- com- uh, companies will be going back in, in right. anything in the near future.
0: Right. Um, other things, of course, when we talk about uh, second house and finances and values, we've seen, um, you know, inflation is still redefining the value of pretty much everything <laughs> so you know again another example of pluto return in the second house of money and values um i think i was like reading something that you know i don't quote me i don't even know why i brought it up <laughs> okay okay just that like the the percentage of inflation is just obviously way out of control and out of line than we've seen in the past and, you know, kind of predictions is, is this going to continue to keep on going up? You know, I know right now everyone is talking about the gas, you know, that we are seeing, right? I would say California prices in Nevada, but it's not just here.
1: No. Um, I will say this for those uh, listeners who are of a certain age, we may remember the seventies and yes, we remember, you know, gas lines around the block Uh, only being able to get gas on, depending upon the last number of your license plate, the odd numbers versus the even numbers, what day they could get gas, what day they couldn't. So uh, when you get into, you know, a certain age range, you're going to find people do remember gas being outrageous at the time. And at that time, our company really, economy was, you know, really kind of rocky at that point as well. But we have, I think in a stronger position economically than we were there in the seventies, but still it's a, it's, we're seeing another story of that happening. Right.
0: We could also talk about how uh, Biden signed an executive order um, on Wednesday, calling on the government to examine the risks and benefits of cryptocurrencies. So again, Pluto in the second house, I would think that something, major is going to come from that executive order where there's going to be something that either can, you know, ch-
1: greatly change how people are viewing cryptocurrencies. Well, let's face it. It's going to legitimize it. Right. Or it's going to delegitimize it. One of the two. Right. I mean, there's something going on here. There's a big decision point here. Uh, and I don't know, maybe I don't understand the cryptocurrency, so I can't make too many comments here, but he specifically said that he wants to explore a digital version of the dollar. Yeah. Again, I don't, I get, I can't put my head around that, but it fits into Pluto return in this second house of currencies, of monies, of what a country holds, what's most important to that country,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, and, and again, that can float, so to speak, meaning uh, seeing someone desecrate the American flag—that would become, even though that's not—we think of a hard asset. That's something that resonates, for the most part, with the majority of people. That is who I am. That flag. So we're getting into even sometimes even just things that are greatly symbolic of our country. Yeah. And and seeing them go through some sort of you know major challenge.
0: Well, with we still have Uranus in Taurus. Yes. not just you know flip flop, but Uranus is pretty unconventional mm-hmm. in Taurus, which Taurus rules the second house. What we're talking about values, monies, and so you know we've been talking about Uranus and Taurus since 2018, and we've seen a huge surplus of things like Venmo, uh, Cash App, Zelle, Apple Pay, all of these ways to digitally transfer monies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so. I would think that he would be putting a stamp of approval on this if I had to just make, you know, some sort of prediction based on some of the other aspects that are happening. But I would be curious, you know, because we do talk about Pluto and the idea of power and, of course, the financial piece of it as well. But if cryptocurrency, if we went more in that direction, like, is that still creating a bigger gap of power for those that don't have access to the digital technology of which, in which you buy cryptocurrency or trade it, or even have the knowledge about it?
1: You're right. There's comes the power part of it. Right, because I just and think the haves and the have-nots. Right, yeah. Yeah. Pluto does uh, does shift the power out of someone's hands into somebody else's hands, oftentimes. Um, uh, and again, there's the, it, the subject is complex. Yeah, no, I think, agree. You know, to to kind of understand, because one would always be concerned about the lower half. Yeah, <laughs> in those storylines. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, on
0: the bigger picture too is it could be a shift in power where other new companies are getting so much wealth because of their investments let's say in cryptocurrency where then they're superseding people that used to hold some sort of power based on
1: cash. What? Yes, right. Okay, you got me stressed out, Kate. Now no, now what are we going to do? <laughs> no. I'm not trying to stress. <laughs> oh, I'm joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> no. I don't have any cryptocurrency. <laughs> Well, Mikey uh, has you covered. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Well, so let's talk about. I mean, the, I, there's a new term that I'm kind of in love with. Okay, and it it's called emotional labor. Yep, emotional labor. And I was reading an article, to be honest, and it said it was talking about the frustration of telling Siri or Alexa to play this song or play that song or to do something, and all of a sudden, you know, all the say it again say it again, you know, so and, and not getting very annoying and exhausting. All of a sudden, just a simple request has turned into something emotional labor. You're yeah. frustrated, you maybe swearing, you're having to get up out of your chair, or, you know, something of that raises raise your voice. And I learned so, all about
0: emotional labor on TikTok.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that TikTok. I got it. They were, they were talking I did, about, I did, I did download the app then I oh, watched it. Well, I did it a couple of weeks ago. And then I watched it for about a minute. I go like, Oh my God, I thought that was exhausting. And so I okay. never, I never opened it back up again, Okay, but go ahead.
0: But well, they were talking mostly in regards to male, female relationships and how mm-hmm. women take on more emotional labor in the relationship, like mm-hmm. something as simple as the kids need cupcakes for school tomorrow. Right. You know, and where, you know, the husband might just say like, oh, okay, I'll let go get them. But it's still the emotional labor on the female counterpart to be like, okay, um, uh, they said that there can't be any nuts in it or they, or I have to then make sure that I get them to school tomorrow that the female takes on the emotional side of it. That can be very exhausting. Um, that, and they do this and we, or we, we do this in just a multitude of different areas and how can we, you know, have our partners understand emotional labor and take some of that off of our plate as well. In addition to the physical labor that has to happen, they say that it's much more than just washing a dish or doing the dishes or doing the laundry that all of the things that women more likely think about and have to, process on a daily
1: basis. So how can you reduce emotional labor in your life? That would That's the key thing. And you may yeah. be immediately understand or relate to that. We're just going to throw a couple ideas out here. Yep. Emotional labor could be something about keeping your gas tank full. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This This conversation came up just organically last weekend right, at our dinner table mm-hmm. where um, Tyler admitted that he drives with the out of gas light on. All the, not all the time, but evidently quite frequently. And he kind of described it kind of like a game. Can I make it? Can I make it here? Can I make it back home? It, you know, that type of thing, which of course stressed me out immediately. Talk about emotional labor. That stressed me out to think that, you know, that's not good. And of course, I immediately said with a strong feng Shui background, you can't do that. That's, that's you know, that's you're running around driving half, you know, empty, empty. Yeah unsure. Am I going to make it? Is this going to work? So the idea is, and I, again, I'm not saying I've always been smart on certain things. This actually, I, I know when I decided that I was always going to keep my car half full of gas. And it was, uh, it was actually 2010 for a variety of reasons, a lot of nice things that happened to me. Um, and I said, that's it. I'm never going to let my gas tank get below halfway down. And uh, it, it's a stress reliever. That, you, yep. that will pay off in, in numerous ways, numerous occasions. You're not looking down. You're not monitoring. So if, if it's in your budget to do it, always, you know, that's your point. And particularly, of course, we can only imagine if it's going to gas is going to get uh, less available or if it's going to be longer lines or things mm-hmm. of that nature. And again, I don't know about you, but I'm just telling you, I needed gas. I was at my halfway mark this week. I did not look for the cheapest gas. I just went for some place I could just pull up and gas up, <laughs> yeah. you know again, that to me was reducing my emotional labor. Yeah. I didn't want to get into a line, a snaking line where people are kind of they seem to be i don't know whatever more volatile these days. I just wanted to get my tank filled and go on, and that's what I did,
0: yeah, so a couple of things if you already keep your gas tank full, this cure. <laughs> is not mm-hmm. for you. This is really for the people that play that game of how many miles can I drive after the fuel light has gone on, which I am definitely, um, I like to play that game too. <gasps> so this is, yeah, a- <laughs> you-
1: I had no, I never would have thought that
0: oh, it stresses Mikey out. And I'm like, it's fine. It still goes another 30 miles. Um, so this is not to say like plan for the future. Cause oil is going to you know, run out or anything like this. This is just saying that everyone knows what it's like to get in the car. And maybe you're running a little bit late that, that morning and you get in the car and you're like, Oh my God, I forgot to get gas last night. And I told myself I was going to do it this morning and now I don't have time. So we're saying to remove that emotional labor piece for your life, from your life by picking a place on the, I was going to say the thermometer, but the. what would that be called? Yeah. yeah. The, the gauge, oh, the gauge, gauge. right. The gauge. Yeah. Take a spot on the gauge that you say, okay, I'm never going to let the gas get below yeah. this amount. Yeah. So this isn't a doomsday prepper thing. This is saying, oh, no, it's remove not. that stressor from your life. If you're one of those people that goes to the edge with driving on, uh, empty. Yeah.
1: yeah. Excellent. I have another idea as well. Okay. This one I'm a little guilty of. Very, very, I, I haven't mastered this one. And it's the idea about the bathroom countertops. Mm. Um, I have had a tendency in the past to keep everything out on the countertop because, you know, I brush my teeth in the morning, I brush my teeth in the evening. So let's leave everything out, you know, yeah. all right. and whether it's the picks or things of that nature and every brush and comb that I might use and uh, all the lotions I might or may not use on that day, working on it, uh, I make progress, but more of a peaceful or a little more zen, you know, look at those countertops and, you know, try to reduce all these things. And, and to be honest, I've analyzed it. I've analyzed my Myself, and it's how I use the drawers. Mm. Look at what's in the drawers because there's usually stuff in the drawers that are not the priority. Right. So, some True. of those things that are on the countertop could, could go into those drawers if the things that you're storing below could go someplace else. So yeah, it's a big deal, but we're just looking for some calm, we're looking for some peace. We think of we, we want to regenerate ourselves in those bathrooms. Yeah. So, the idea is let's make them a little more spa like. I love that.
0: Um, The last one we're going to talk about is closets. And I know closets, oh my gosh, that could just stress you out hearing that word, but closets can bring a lot of frustration when it comes to the home. So, you know, we talk about the idea of like standing in the closet and not feeling like I can put on any of my clothes. Uh, maybe you gained, you know, the COVID 15, and you're saying I don't even want to put on any of these clothes because I don't feel good in them. So, do something nice to yourself where you can stand in your closet and happily pick out clothes that you are willing to put on and wear out. Um, maybe it might even be just a storage closet that you have to. Uh, you know, kind of things are toppling on you as you're getting down your art supplies or art crafts. So just set yourself up for success in some of these areas to eliminate uh, just some of that tension in the home.
1: If I could make a real practical suggestion, those little plastic step stools that you can buy at TJ Maxx, I found those have been a game changer for me. I oh, put yeah. one down in my pantry for to help downstairs with the high cabinets. And I put one in the master closet and it makes it so much easier. Now, when I want something up high, I, I can store things up. I can maximize the use of my storage space because now I can go up higher and put things on a shelf and really has simplified my life greatly. And yeah, I, and I think it's quite safe as well. So I'm not teetering, so to speak. Yeah. But, you know, there's been studies about, you know, researchers at UCLA have done research on jam-packed closets and the, the the increase in cortisol, the body's level of cortisol increasing for people. It's a stress hormone. And when people have to deal with these, you know, these messy closets, overwhelmed closets or a, a, a lawn, uh, what do we call it? A linen closet that's overstuffed and things are falling out. So there is, there is some, you know, there is proof there of some sort that, you know, calm yourself down by, you know, taking a look at, you know, how easy it is to get in, to get out of a closet, uh, get what you want and move on. We don't live in our closets, right? But right. we do need things out of them. And we generally want it now when we're opening the closet, we're not going to want it do it. We don't want it 20 minutes after we open the closet door. Absolutely.
0: Well, and, and if anyone is a fan of this is us, yeah uh, yeah last week, uh so spoiler alert in case you haven't watched the episode uh Rebecca sat the kids down and told them that Miguel would act on her behalf in a medical care uh in medical care as her dementia progressed, and she made the plan that in Miguel's absence, then Kate would speak on behalf of Rebecca and Again, we do not want this to sound doomsday prepping. We do. This is okay. no underlying message no. that to get yourself ready. But the <laughs> idea is is I have where, a plan. Where are you lacking a plan? And exactly. everyone, everyone that might be different. Maybe it's like, oh, you know, every time I have to go over and help my neighbor feed their cat, I never remember what key belongs to their house. For exactly. example, right. And so it's like, take the time to label the key, like set your future self up for success, just to eliminate some of these additional um, tension moments in your life. There is a lot going on um, in the world. And so anything that you can do that you have control over, do it. You know, we can't stop living our lives because of what's going on on the outside, but we have total control of what we experience in our day-to-day life in our homes. So be kind to yourself and whatever frustrations that you continually run into,
1: into your life, address those. Yeah. A simple, you know, a preventative action, you know, you don't know if it's going to be next week or two months from now, but you know that there'll be the day that you go, where is that key? <laughs> yeah. Which key is it? you know, just clarify simple, simple things because that's where it all starts, that stress because we have we have out headlines with it that are very stressful there's the Mars going back to Mars here let's circle back. Mars at yeah. one simple thing, like I locked myself out. oh, then everything, yeah. all the expletives start flying because we're so mad at ourselves. Wow. Yeah. You get the idea. You take care. You start doing something to simplify your life. Have a plan. Absolutely.
0: So with that, I do think we're going to close out uh, today's episode. Um, I do want to just leave a teaser for next week's episode. Mom and me will have our first guest on the podcast. (laughs) Um, So uh, we have something fun, and exciting for you as part of a new program um, every month. And uh, we hope that everyone has a wonderful week. And we look forward to talking to you guys
1: next week. Take care. Happy St. Patrick's Day.
0: (laughs) Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.